Espionage. Um, we oh, give, I do we remember. Give Kara the sand in the bottles. Bottle. Yes. Bottle. Yeah, you. Uh, to help her escape. You pulled the "Can somebody help me in the bathroom, please?" Uh, <clears throat> trick, uh, Mariposa, to get. Um, Kara. Uh, Kara. Right. That was her name. Kara. Yeah. Yeah, you got her to come into the bathroom so that you could uh, let her know what the plan was for the escape, and then you mm -hmm. got her sand because they've been keeping that from her. Yeah, we all got we all worked together and got sand mm -hmm. from the stables. Yes, and we also investigated a little bit in the uh, the under parts. Yeah, we found out where they were oh, keeping yeah. her dad. Yeah, and, and, and employee's she... only sign just like broke. I don't yeah. know what happened to it. You don't know what happened to it. It was just broken. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> the employee's only sign. Is that was the? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just broke. I don't, <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know. That's the weirdest thing. It was just it should have been there, but it's just not. You know, we didn't even pay any mind to it because it was just, like, laying on the floor broken. Yeah. Thought it was just debris. <laughs> yeah, just Debris. <laughs> Some dilapidated Debris. And then I think I just took my spalder to... I tried to take my spalder to a blacksmith to be repaired, but he said it wasn't chitin. And then I don't remember what I did after that. No, he you, you brought it to him. Yeah, he did take it. He said it was okay, like about an it. hour. Yeah, and okay. I think I think that time had passed. Um... I don't remember you going to get it, but like, you could say that you do, right? I think mm -hmm. you paid him. Yeah, he paid him. Yeah, half then and, and half half up front, and then half when you when you pick. Yeah, up. he did. He did pay the half up front because I do have plenty of monies, and I see erase marks near my silver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes real sleuth thing. Well, like I don't really, I don't really spend. The last time he spent money was when he had the Spalder made. That was just funny. <laughs> I, I loved your de your deduction. Mm -hmm. Uh, process. I, it was very good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, these erase marks. Something happened here. He's there was an error. These are fresh erase marks. <laughs> just, just snorts all of the eraser shavings. <laughs> because they seem to be about two weeks old. Oh my god. The, the, like, like a Dexter of blood spatter analysis, except it's yeah. eraser shavings. Yes. Dice were rolled here. Dice he's like, yeah, he's 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 like prowling over the table. A crit was rolled. <laughs> I I found a spot of sweat on the table. I think somebody was rolling a red die at some point. <laughs> By the imprint on my paper, it looks like I punched it. I must have rolled a uh, a despair. A despair. <laughs> Earth, fire. Air. Water. Two years ago, Avatar Korra saved the world from Vatu, the spirit of darkness and chaos. Her connection to all her past lives, the past Avatars, was severed forever. And despite the Avatar's best efforts, the Earth Queen was assassinated by the airbender Zahir. Though she took down the Red Lotus, the Avatar vanished once again. Now the Earth Kingdom is fractured under the absent-minded King Wu. The people whisper praise and hope in the Great Uniter, who promises peace and prosperity for all. An age of balance with or without the Avatar. This is the second age of the Avatar.
But I'm going to jump back to Corrin and Roshi, who have just opened the slat in the metal door and seen a disheveled, straight jacket ridden um, Benjara, who who sees you and like recognizes, and and you can hear him weakly say, "Roshi, is that you?" Uh, yeah, we're here to get you out. What? Please, the key. They have the key. Corn, would you mind freezing this lock? Absolutely. And uh, he will uh, bend water over and into the lock and then uh, phase shift it. Okay. Uh, suffer two points of strain total to like get through and in and about the lock, break it open with your water bending, etc. All right. The lock is broken and the door is able to be opened. Open the door and... Um... Oh, I thought... Didn't we, didn't we have the key to this one? I thought we were talking about the one on his straight jacket because we had already opened the door, right? You had opened the slat, but yeah, the door is now open one way or the other with the key. You do have the key to the to this door. Uh, okay, you, yeah. Or, or maybe we'll the key to his. Then we'll, uh, is his straight yeah. jacket locked or is it just strapped? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, it's... You, you would know that they... He's a, you know he's a sandbender, and so you would know that he's being kept in metal, probably to prevent him from bending his way out. Right, okay. Uh, but yes, yeah, yeah. so you're able to get the jacket unlocked. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll shift it to that. <laughs> Here, let's get this off you. <coughs> hey, uh, it's hard to breathe in that thing. Where is my daughter? Where is my wife? Are they safe? Your wife's right here with us. Your daughter is with the other part of our squad, and we should be hearing about that soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the moment, like, you step, maybe you step to the side, and, and like, he can see Hema on the other side of the metal threshold, and, and Hema, like, starts welling up with tears, and they, they embrace one another. He kind of leans into her a little bit because he is weaker, um, and she says, There, 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 my love. Oh, my desert lily, I thought I would never see you again. No! That's right. <laughs> he looks to you, uh, Corin and Roshi. Okay, what? What now? The faster we move, the better. Let's go. We're gonna go get in position, and once we hear the signal, we're gonna, we're gonna get out of here. I follow your lead. And he'll, uh, Corin will uh, turn. Does does he look like he needs help walking? A little bit, yeah. He he looks weak. He looks um, dehydrated. He looks beat to shit. Corn will uh, take one of his water skins since there's plenty of water with all these pipes for him to bend. Here, drink this. And then he will bend some of the water and uh, do another batch of soothing waters on him to see if we can get him into at least better shape to move. Okay. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Healing waters him. Suffer two strain to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, 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 nice. Okay. So that is three success and uh, one advantage. Uh, you give him just a, like a general like once over as the waters kind of like flow 
levitating up and around his body, like swirling around his like neck and shoulders and arms, etc. Um, he does look a little bit better, and at, at, the color begins to return to his face as he both drinks the water you've given him and sort of soaks in the the the, the chi rejuvenation of the healing mm-hmm. waters. Um, yeah, so he gets three health back and one strain back. Yes. And then Corn, once he gets back the water skin, he'll just bend water from the pipe into the skin so he has some with him still, just in case. Thank you. Both of you. We do not want to stick around here. He, like, looks over his shoulder at the door, uh, at the back of the room. No, you're right. In fact, Roshi, maybe we, uh, have more of that pipe accident block the door for What do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't see why not. What's behind that door? Does the door open inward or outward? It is, it is one of those, um, it's one of those circular stone doors again. So, like, it opens oh, sideways. sideways. Oh, before I forget, can I snag his straitjacket? Yeah. Yes, you can. Um, but you don't know what's behind that door. Uh, although Ganzak told you, uh, that it was, it was like a back door that leads... He indicated that like it led down, and that was where the other guards had gone, and that they don't they don't get the chance like they're not allowed to see basically. Um, what if what if I just lava bent that door shut so they can't get out of it? Ooh, I mean they don't know you're a lava bender. They sure don't. And this place is full of earth benders, so I mean it could be anybody. It sure could. Ooh. That's a lot. I was like, I guess I could freeze the door. That's way better. <laughs> uh, he says just a big, like, disc on the wall. It is a stone disc, yep. Can I put my hands on it and melt it? Uh, yeah, you could totally melt it. Um, suffer some strain. Two. Yeah, uh, well, uh, it is a maneuver and three strain. You are exciting this unoccupied amount oh, right, of earth, yeah. superheating it into lava. Um, you don't I have to make roll it really hard this. to use. Like, superheat the whole thing so it's hard to maneuver for a long time, like how Gazan did when they kidnapped Korra the first time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you watch, you all watch as Roshi puts his hands uh, to to this stone disc and the the fissures that are in his forearms tracing up to his fingers begin to glow and radiate that sort of warm glow from within as as he like melts and superheats the the uh, the, the stone disc it, it begins to pool and puddle into a, a roiling boiling bubbling uh, pool of lava and as the disc melts away you can see that behind it is actually um, like what's effectively an elevator shaft like a like one of them old tiny elevators right like a gosh I forget what they're called uh, just an elevator I guess the lift <laughs> above or below it, it it goes down I'd like the to lift lava down into the shaft then Oh, it's yeah. Some of it's already spilling over as as the stone is melting. That's too bad you're an earthbender because you would have made a hell of a waterbender the way you move like that, Roshi. He pats him on the shoulder. Ben Jara, with 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 barely enough energy, uh, sort of taken aback. Roshi, when did you learn to do that? I I thought you had struggled with the sands. Oh, just yesterday. 
It's almost as if your lesson with the sands helped him. I clear my throat and soot comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Ganzak, that that like rough and tumble looking bandit-y guy. Maybe we should get the hell out of here. Yes, we should get in position for the signal. Should be happening any time now. And uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, Corn will uh, he'll uh, start heading the way out. Uh, he'll lead the way because I figure one of us should lead and the other one should pull up the rear. Or no, Roshi should. Well, Roshi should probably. Yeah, Roshi, you should probably take the lead. I should probably follow on this one since you still know what's going on around us better than I do. Do I see uh, an out of the way path to our goal, or do we have to take the same hallways back? Because I, I got a I got a triumph and I got like a general layout of yeah you did get a you did get a general layout I I'm gonna have you make a check with um basically two boost die uh to represent like advantage on this roll because you are in now in the heat of the moment trying to recall information um, I check so yeah size makes sense or you can maybe meditate as like a memory recall it's up to you um. I'll, I'll do another size makes sense. How hard? Uh, this will be two purple, one of which is red since it's earth uh, bending. Um, we are going to say uh, a black die because you're under pressure. And then again, those two blues die. Okay. Um, six advantage, a triumph, and a failure. <laughs> Interesting. Um, wow. So you, in the heat of the moment, as you guys are like stepping over these guards' bodies, you, just a, just an interjection, real quick. That triumph is calculated as success negating another failure. So that failure is a failure. I figured because I know you're using an auto, like an auto roller. Yeah. Um, so you guys are stepping over these bodies. You're going down that tight corridor. You're basically going single file with uh, the seven, eight, technically prisoners, including Ben, uh, and the two of you. So ten of you total are, like, filing down these these tight corridors, and Corin calls uh, calls up to you, Roshi, you know, where are we going? And Roshi, you're like, huh, huh, I don't, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm sweating, I'm, my hands, my arms feel weird and tingly, um, so you're not able to, you're not able to suss out, like, left or right, like, which direction you should go. What's coming back to you immediately is, we should just go the way that we went. Um, with some of the advantage as well, you also, oh yeah, wait, there are, there are, like, and there are basically access shafts and, and ducts all throughout this city that aren't necessarily, pass- they're not passageways, but they are like, some of them lead all the way up to the surface. Some of them lead down to the, the, the current of water. Um, so you've got a triumph and a, 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 a plethora of advantage. Even though you don't succeed in finding a way out, what else do you, this triumph is gonna help you push you, push the scene along and give get you closer to your goal. Maybe with the triumph, I'm able to see anybody coming down the hallway and I conveniently am able to find somewhere to dip into that we're not walking in anyone, as few people as possible into a counter. 
Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. So uh, you, you've basically got like an active seismic sense going on. Every time your foot steps, you get an update uh, of, of like what's around you. And so Roshi is able to kind of lead you guys away from populated areas uh, very easily. You guys are probably not going to run into any sort of resistance. And you are able, you are going to be able to, to make your way up to the third, maybe the second, maybe even the first floor. Uh, we'll get back to you guys as, as we're going to jump again to uh, Mariposa and Chet and Hana. You guys are pulling off a, a sabotage. Sabotage, yes. Um, so we are at the bar right now, right? You are, yeah, you are at the bar. Uh, Hana has just said like, hey, we let's get we got a thing to do. Let's let's get focused and let's do that. So right. So you know where the stables are. Yes. Start making make my way downtown. Walk fast. Walking fast. Face passing. Yeah. Walking uh, faster. <laughs> literally like speed walking as inconspicuously as possible <laughs> towards the stables. Yeah, you you find them uh, in in no time flat. Um. All right. So, are so the way that all of the beetles are? Are they out in like a pasture? Are they in stalls? Like, what's sort of the situation here? There are probably a dozen beetles in large stalls. Um, they are not kept together. Okay. They are kept like in individual stalls, and and this is a significant open space. Okay. So, because Mariposa, and we, I know at the time we were like, we'll figure out later what exactly it is, because like, like that makes them become uh, Jimmy's being Russell, if you will. So, yes. um, <laughs> I had I, th- I did spend some time thinking about this, and what I came up with was, and please let me know if this is like not gonna work or whatever. Um, since rhinoceros beetles are so big, I'm imagining they don't have too many predators, uh, especially in a setting like this. So I'm thinking that because they are underground, and because you know they probably make their homes underground, that one of the biggest threats to them would be something like a cave-in or a landslide of such. So Mariposa is thinking that if she, perhaps with the assistance of Chet, can change what the air pressure feels like in here or cause some sort of, um, you know, what it feels like when something closed, like if you're in the car and like the window's shut, it kind of like feels different kind of thing, you know, causing some sort of gust coming from somewhere. And I don't know how that would work mechanically. I'm not a scientist. Um, but for them to be like, oh shit, stuff's caving in, we gotta get out of here or else we're gonna get crushed by all this rock coming down on upon us. Um, that was essentially the thought that I had. Yeah, that I think that's a great idea. You are, so that's the plan that, that you and, and the others are, are going to uh, try to execute. So you are able to find the stables you were, were, I'm running with that. I think that's a cool idea that the, without many natural predators, probably the sand shark's the only one. Um, maybe these fabled giant gilicorns, but like who knows what or who those were many years ago. 
Mm -hmm. um, the, the beetles don't really have any other natural predators, but they do have instincts that tell them when a situation or an environment is no longer safe. Um, and so using that knowledge, you relay to Chet, like, hey, I think we could use our airbending to trick these, these simpleton beasts into thinking there's about to be a cave-in or, you know, something uh, to that nature. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, as you approach the, the stables, um, there, is, there, is a single, there is a single stable boy uh, just sort of sweeping the, the space up. I got this. <laughs> I knew you could do it, Hannah. I will approach stable boy. Okay, the stable boy with with the uh, with with the broom, uh, you know the the wheat bristle broom or whatever. Uh, you're hey, you're not supposed to be back here. Hi, I'm I'm sorry, I'm just visiting. I really wanted to see the Beatles. Oh, oh gosh, you're tall. Um. Thank I'm not you. really allowed to let strangers back here, you know, so maybe maybe oh. come back tomorrow. Would it be different tomorrow? Uh, you might, you just have permission, that's all. Oh, well, if I can't see them today, maybe you could tell me about them. I can stay out here. We can stay out here together. Oh, he blushes. Um, wow, no, yeah. <laughs> What? You're really tall. Um, <laughs> Thank you again. You want to hear? You want me to? You? I, I can tell you about the Beatles. I. So there's there's Gonzo, there's Bonzo, there's Dancer and Prancer. They have names. Starts, he starts naming all the all the different Beatles, uh, and he's like he's really excited to like tell you about the. Hey, wait a minute, hold on. I you know I've got to clean up here. Um, why don't? Why don't you get who? Ha, so, so my slow down. My name's BB. Um, BB. That's me. I'm BB. And I what's your I'm name? Hana. Maybe we can go out sometime. Hana, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice to meet you, BB. Oh gosh, the pleasure's all mine. Um, so are you trying? So Hana, you're trying to distract this man while your friends sneak past the two of you. I mean, objectively, she's trying to distract him, but also she's Hana, so like she's immediately extremely interested in what this person has to say about Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so she like she goes over there with the intention to distract him, but she is not pretending to be interested at all. She is legitimately interested. Hana, make me an empathy check. It is going to be. Uh, it's going to be easy. Okay. It will be upgraded to a single red die. Because other than this man, the other people who are around you are guards. Would the respected talent work here to take yes. that back down to a purple? Because yes. he is a laborer in the kind of labor that Hana does? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Uh, okay, this is empathy. Uh, three success. Wow. Yeah. You are able to, his attent, you have his full attention. He is just like staring at you both in, in awe and a little bit of endearment. 
Uh, he's a little enamored with you, and he is like, anything you want to know about these Beatles, he is like more than excited to tell you about. You know, nobody ever really wants to talk about the, the dirty jobs that we do here, but, you know, I, I'll tell you my favorite one is, um, well, it's, it's definitely Gonzo. He's a little bit of a, a, a rapscallion, but... What's, what's your favorite thing about him? Oh, he's, he knows he's pretty. He knows, he, he knows how beautiful his chitin is, you know? And just every time you, you go up to him and you say, hey, Gonzo, who's a, who's a gorgeous man? And he, he says, he, well, he doesn't say anything. He's a, he's a beetle, but, you know, he, he, he grunts at you and he just knows, you know? I like him a yeah. lot. I, I don't get to ride him. I love <laughs> He sounds beautiful, and maybe if I can come back and see them, then I'll get to see him. Oh gosh, I'd really like that. You know, if if you come back during the day, I could even I could ask my boss. Like, you know, I could take you back there and let you do help me do some grooming one of these days. <gasps> I would actually love that. I don't know how long I'm going to be in town, but that would be amazing. Oh no, that's okay. You know, anytime you're in town, really, uh, you just you look you look up BB. You know, please. Hana has forgotten what her intent was going over here, and she's just talking now. Yeah, you guys are you guys are talking back and forth, and like we we see is Mariposa and Chet are like cartoonishly hunched over and sneaking right behind <laughs> the two of you guys. Um, so Mariposa and Chet, you guys are in, you have, you are inside and you have access to the stables. It is like, there's a, there's a large central space where you, you would presume like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen like a, like a rodeo, you know, it's like, it's yeah. like that kind of open pen with like straw or hay like strewn about. So it's a place for the Beatles to come and get a little bit of out of, out of pen time, basically, um, where they can mingle with each other. Uh, you can see like the wood beams and stuff that have been like scratched up against or, or roughed up by like the gigantic beetles. Um, what do you guys do? All right. I think the best place to do this is going to be somewhere where I think, and, and you said it's like a, almost like a big pasture, not a pasture, but like a big enclosure kind of area where they can get like quote unquote outdoors time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a okay. bullpen. Do I see, like, a quote-unquote high ground on either side where, like, Chet can go to one high ground and I can go to the other? There's not a, a high ground per se, but there are, like, containers that you could, you know, get, you could position or stand on. Okay. So... Because it, yeah, yeah it's otherwise, like, level. I guess that's what I mean is like a, a high, not a high ground, but like, you know, somewhere above the beetles to get to. If that's yes. The container yes. or otherwise, cool. Um, I think if you go over and stand over on that thing there, and she points to a container on the opposite end, and then I stand, oh, I mean, if you want to go on the opposite end, and I stay here, or you stay here, and I go on the opposite end, I'll, I mean, you can pick, um, but, and then we begin to create this pressure in the air, um, or pressure change in the air. So I think if we just air bend so that the air seems less dense around these beetles, um, 
I know it sounds tricky, but I think that if we work together, we can do it. Because you, you and I have done some pretty crazy stuff before, so I think that we can probably do this. But if we can do that, we can cause them to panic and move. So just be careful because you see how big these guys are, okay? Okay. <laughs> so do you want to stay here or do you want to go on the opposite end? I mean, six and one half doesn't mean. I'll go on the opposite end. All right, just be careful and um, here. And she'll hand a little bit of the bug food to um, Chet. Chances are it will not be able to be reconciled, but if you do get yourself in a pinch, uh, this might be able to help you just a little bit. It's snacks for them. It's, it's, it's uh, bug and strips, so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. I, I love that. Um, so, the two of you are going to use your air bending to create a pressure differential uh, such that the beetles believe that there's an imminent cave in such that they will panic inside their very tightly confined claustrophobic spaces. Makes yeah. sense. It is going to be hard. Um, I just posted a picture of kind of like what the, the pen, the stable area looks like. So picture that kind of like open central yeehaw. common area. Yeah, yeehaw, but underground. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's a black market yeehaw. Black market no. yeehaw, got it. <laughs> um, so this... This is going to be bending arts. It's going to be each of you are going to make this check, um, and then we're going to we're going to sort of like can't we're going to use your your combined rolls to figure out what the ultimate result is. So it's Ooh. hard for both of you. So three purple. Um, it's it is going to be one red for each of you. So two purple and one red. I should have just said. Um, I actually like, grabbed a red in advance because I I thought you might see that. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> It's difficult to to bend to to air bend in like the like an underground sort of confined setting, um, and also what you are doing is inherently dangerous because if you know something goes wrong, you might blow one of the wooden pillars. You don't know if that's like a support bearing beam. Um, oh yeah. So the two of yeah. <laughs> now I think this is. I think this is an intelligence-based role. So use your intelligence to, uh, however however intelligent you are, that's how many green die you get. And however many ranks in bending arts, that's how many times you upgrade those green die. So build your pools. Um, you don't have any setback because the, the lone stable boy is distracted. Um, who's with Baquan? Oh shit. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think if um, if Hannah was going to be talking to the stable boy, I think maybe we might have left him with her, if, if she's okay with that, of course. Because Chet and uh, Mariposa were going to be bending, so I, they wouldn't be able to, to sit. Yes, but I don't know if that would make talking to the stable boy more complicated. Can we tie him up somewhere? <laughs> you you can say that you sort of like tie tried to tie his leash up somewhere. I'm gonna throw a setback onto onto your checks to to sort of represent this kind of unknown factor of like you know 
never did, like don't take your eyes off them for a second kind of thing and like that's what you did is like you're like i'm tying you to this post i'm only gonna be a second listen laquan if you behave the next time we go shopping you don't have to wear a tether and i'll let you hold my hand <laughs> scouts honor <laughs> oh you goofball all right so Mary and Chet, um, a, I think each of you will get a boost since you're working together. Oh, our our, uh, our past camaraderie of Chet and Mariposa working together on <laughs> And that's it. So we're looking at two purple, one red, one black, a boost, and whatever your skills are. Oh man, so it's two yellow and a, a green for me. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> Okay. Oh, I got. Okay. Sorry. I got really. Go go ahead. I I, I rolled a lot of things. So I got a success and a success and a failure and a failure that cancel out. I got a success and an advantage and I got a threat that cancels that out. So I got a triumph with a success with another success. So two successes and then one threat. So two successes, a triumph, and a threat. I did factor in the success from the triumph. Okay. And Chet, what did you get? Um, I got two triumphs. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) And everything else cancels out, so... Okay. So you guys have a net two success, three triumphs, (laughs) and a singular threat. Um, Oh my god. We'll we'll start we'll start with the success. You guys are able to successfully kick up like some kind of like pressure difference, such that like the the walls sort of sh- they feel like they shift. There's like this pulse in the air. And Hana, as you're talking to Bibi, but he says, oh, "Hey, what was that?" I don't know. <laughs> the beetles immediately start reacting. They start. You hear them like. Rrr! They start going crazy and they start like pushing up against their pens. Uh, you hear like thudding coming from behind at least several of the pens as like you you can tell like they're beginning to like get real ornery. So you you do successfully begin to create this, that you're riling them up. They are going nuts. Uh, the threat here I think represents that Baquan, you you can see like once you're done Mariposa uh, and, and like you, you you like take it you're like you're looking at Chet and you're like oh my god success double thumbs up you look over to Baquan and you do see that he is like rubbing his tether up against something um, triumphs guys <laughs> uh, what do you what this this is this is popping off right so this is gonna pop off exactly as you want it to and then and then some so. I, I've got some ideas, but like throw them at me. What do you uh, What do you want to do here? How um, do you want to change the scene? What do you want to introduce? What boons do you gain? Um, just a second. Could I use a triumph to like somehow negate the Quan and what he's doing? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I don't yeah. know, like um saying that he's like unable to is like too much or just like that I like were able to like apprehend him or something. 
Yeah, Chet, I think as you guys are doing, you and Mariposa are working together, um, you, you you nudge over, like you, you avert your gaze to book one and you see him like clearly trying to like rub his, his tether up against something that maybe is sharp or would cut it. Um, and I think in the process of like airbending, you send a gust his way or something that like throws his new clothes up above his face and like gets in his like his face and his arms and like prevents him from from further breaking himself out. Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> yeah, Marilyn you Marilyn Monroe him, but it's a lot more inconvenient. <laughs> Less sexy. Well, never mind. <laughs> Now Mariposa and Chet, you both still have a triumph to um to do with what you will. The the the, so the, the these, what's that? Is that two triumphs? Yeah, that's two triumphs. Okay. Um so I was thinking that hmm the I don't know if this would be part of the success because what we did worked. I don't know. If the tri- uh, let me just say okay, so with the maybe with the triumph, the beetles react in such a way that is so violent and so disruptive that it it cannot possibly be ignored by anybody who's a service official, like in a reasonable area, I guess. Like it's just like it's not it's not just like oh they're upset. It's like holy shit! Like this is not good. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Was our intent that they would, like, break out or that they are just, like, in here making all that noise to draw attention? I think the intent was that they would break out because we were hoping that they would have to get some guards involved instead of just the stable stable staff. Okay. I, I think. I, at least that was my understanding. I think we want to create as much, like, sustained chaos as possible. I just assumed we didn't want them to like break into the city and like stamble stamble people. <laughs> I mean, ideally, we don't get beetles or people hurt, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like, yeah. I think that's probably a good caveat and a good like little note to put in there that like maybe we cause so much chaos that it's like a threat to the safety of civilians, so that it's essential that extra reinforcements are called in aside from just you know what's his name that <laughs> Hannah's talking to Phoebe <laughs> yes um so okay yeah using using that sort of fuel that you guys have given me let me let me narrate you past this a little bit uh the the beetles begin to actually break through their pens so your intent was to to rile them up you absolutely did so I think an extra goal was to also create a distraction that was sustained and like because the point here was to mess up their ability to respond and chase after you once you got Mm -hmm. the hell out of dodge and not only are you able to do that but using the extra two triumph left over you are you are not only doing that these the rhinos are now going nuts they are like fully like taking into the pen like some of them have already escaped their their solitary pens and they're already like in the common area chet and mariposa you guys are able to quickly abscond and get out of the stable without being noticed as well so like nobody's gonna look at you two and sort of like hey what are you doing back there why did you do this to our beetles uh hana you you were able to like BB is is like trying not to panic, but he's also like trying to impress you. But at the same time, all all of this chaos is now just erupted behind him. 
the the beetles are getting out of the enclosure. Um, Can nobody's I? Go, nobody important. Nobody like innocent is going to get out of here. Can I pick BB up and take him out of harm's way? No. <laughs> I get the impression that he is a small gentleman. You, you your impression is correct. Uh, you are able to hoist him. No, hey, put me back. Put me down. I've got. I got. I got work to do. And as you guys are are like hup hupping away or from the from the stables, um, the guards on the first level that are nearby, like their attention is fully on the chaos that is erupting as beetles are charging through the marketplace now, like using their their massive horns to to like break down. Uh, you know, uh, close down carts, um, market carts, and, and like food carts and things like that. There's there's chaos and mess everywhere. There's uh, wood is being splintered. Some of the like the stability of the structure around you is beginning to be compromised. As like every once in a while, a, a beetle like rams into the stone wall or crashes through one of the support pillars. And every, so when they're doing that, the the place is the place is shaking. There's 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 a loud commotion, huge loud commotion. There's dust every once in a while. Uh, there's like a shake, and then dust falls from the ceiling a little bit. Rocks clattering to the ground. Um, one of the beetles hits something, like a pipe on the wall, which sends some kind of reaction down the pipe, and there's a huge explosion. Hear me, listeners, as the Earth Kingdom continues to fall into turmoil, the agents of the Great Uniter have turned their sheer shoe upon me. But Lightning Lee is too clever, always one step ahead of those who would snuff out the truth. It's been nearly two weeks since the Grand Conference at Omashu, and the Order of the White Lotus has wasted no time sticking their nose into other people's business. While the Fire Nation and Northern Water Tribe have rebuked the Order, Many Southern Earth Kingdom states, along with the Southern Water Tribe, have welcomed the Order's intervention within their tenuous borders. Little is known about the disgraced Master being held in the custody of the White Lotus, but my inside sources tell me the Master's name is Yuren. If these reports are true, we are looking at the biggest political trials since those held for the perpetrators of the Hundred Year War. Yet I question whether this is truly the best use of the Order's time and resources. If my sources are correct, the trial will be over by the end of the month, just two weeks away. This has been another lightning brief with Lightning Lee. They can't stop the signal. I'll just redirect it. And we cut back to Roshi and Corin. You guys are still down below. You've just like gotten out of there. Uh, you, 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 you're maybe going up to the third floor. You guys all feel this, like the the everything around you shakes, and you hear this massive explosion from beneath you, far below the fourth the fourth level. Corin looks up, then he looks down, and then he looks at Roshi and goes, "Uh oh, that's the signal. Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> Boom. He just grins and nods and <laughs> let's move, people. You heard the man. What do I see with that? What, like with your feet eyes? Yeah, do I see anything? 
so you are, yes, we had talked about how with the extreme amount of advantage and triumph, every, you know, you're, every time you take a footstep, you're getting like an updated ping of the mini-map. Um, you now see everybody's kind of like moved into action. And you see uh, people, uh, you don't see, but you like, you sense that there's like a group of people that are making their way towards you. But like you are now in a place where you're able to grab a, a side hall or, or passage. Because again, you are going to be able to avoid... Um, an immediate sort of encounter with with a, with the guards, and so you see guards that are coming towards you, going toward the fourth level, um, and you can you can feel that that explosion came from, and, and is still rumbling or, or 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 having the like the aftershocks of of that area that you just melted, or or the entrance to the area that you just melted, um, so that's where the explosion had come from, um, and. And now you are are seeing th some some guards are like rushing through, going up to the first level, and some are uh, you can feel like the fountain chamber. You can kind of suss out that area where the king is, where you know Kara is, and and you can see that like there there is a congregation of people there as well. People are are like nobody is unaware of what just happened. The entire city now knows that something is going on. I mean, I guess we keep moving. Yeah. This actually is working out quite well for us. Woo! Maybe they had some sort of boilers or something down there. Uh, you guys make your way uh, out of the fourth level onto the third level. And again, this is the level where there's a lot of artisans, there's craftsmen. The third level also has a lot more space for maneuverability, uh, for your heads, uh, etc. Um, again, as, as you pass through, you've got 10 people behind you or between the two of you, and you will, um, you, you will be able to like go up and down the right sort of hallways to, to steer clear of people. Uh, Roshi, you are able to sense that in the throne room, there is a congregation of, of, of guards and what feels like a scuffle. Fighting. Yeah. Yeah, I, t I tell I tell Corin while we're moving that something's happening up there. Does it? I just I just can tell that there's a commotion. You can tell that there's a commotion, and that they're like just. Yeah, you can you can tell that what, there's somebody's somebody, fighting. What direction is that in relation to where we're supposed to be going to meet the rest of the party? La it's off to the side. It's lateral. So you're on the third level, um, and you're you know you're walking past. Let's say you're running past the, a hallway that runs through the. Uh, the, the swimming pool chamber, which is attached to the, the fountain throne room. Um, you guys know, you know you need to go up to the surface mm -hmm. and get the, get the fuck out of here. But you also know that, like, Kara and her sand sailor are really the only ones who are going to be able to get you out of here. And that might be Kara fighting through the throne room. I don't like this idea. But maybe you should keep them going and I'll go check on that. Alone, and he'll he'll look at Ben and and his wife. Do you really think you can make it to the surface during all of this on your own? Ben looks at you. He's like he he nods. You know he gives you a, a serious face. He like knowing what's going on around. He nods to you and he says, "I'm feeling better." Go to the Beatles. That's where you'll find Hannah Mariposa and Chet. Tell them that we went to go check on the throne room because Roshi sent something. If we're not there in twenty minutes. Go on without us. We'll catch up. He nods to you, and he looks to him, and he says, Let's go. 
Come on, everybody, move. And he looks to, what was the crazy, did the crazy one ever tell us his name? The, the bandit, quote unquote? Yeah, he called himself Ganzak. Ganzak. Yeah, what you want? If you make sure they make it to the to the beetle chamber, where our allies are safe, there's a gold there's a couple gold pieces in it for you. We got a deal. Spits in his hand and it gives you his plum. Yeah, we got a deal. He shakes his hand. Here's one now. The other one's when I get back up there and you did your job. If you didn't, I will find you. Holy Avatar Kurok! All right. Yeah, I'll see you <laughs> up there, man. <laughs> I'll see you. And then he looks at Roshi like, all right, lead the way. I lead the way. Well, Corrin's out of his element. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, 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 pick, I pick the path and I fast travel. <laughs> yeah. You, you fast travel. You, you guys, you, you're basically at the back end of the, uh, of the, the large, like, Olympic swimming pool area. They keep running down that hallway. And, and up to, you know, a passageway that takes them up upstairs. And you guys uh, go the op- perpendicular direction to the large, very large stone circle that you saw. Um, it, it's, it's very much a much larger version of the, the circle doors that you've seen before. This was the one that didn't open sliding. It didn't go left or right. They, they, it took two people to crack it down the middle and kind of like, curve it so that you could enter underneath the, the two the two halves. Am I um, able you know, to get a better vibe check on the other side of this wall? Uh, yeah, uh, the heat of the moment. Go ahead and give me a seismic sense. Um, this is going to be average uh, with two setback die. Uh-oh. One success, two advantages, one despair. Uh-oh. Ooh. Spicy. One success, you can feel beyond the shadow of a doubt, uh, that there is combat happening on the other side of that door. Two advantages. Um, you can feel as well that uh, one of those people you recognize, I don't know, maybe you feel her heartbeat, you know it's Kara. And you can feel uh, them fighting. Um, the despair is that behind you from the way that you just came guards begin to pour into the the swimming pool the swimming hall room they look at you and then they look at the prisoners running up to the to the second level oh that happened like immediately after uh basically like all all in the in this moment um they they can see that there I are people we, I we running split away from them and ran over this way you did, you did, and now you are closer to the door. You are on the other side of the room, the other side of the pool, um, and, and you can see, again, so it's basically like these guards are, are guards that came from somewhere else on the fourth level that, for one reason or another, are coming up to the throne. Maybe they are like a special royal guard that knows that they need to come to the, the throne room or something, um, but but now the despair is that like there were, got, there were dudes behind you. Maybe not too far behind, not necessarily chasing you, but now they've got attention. Now they're looking at you from across the pool and they are also noticed, they've noticed uh, the, 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 just like the last person in that 10 person train. Do you engage them to prevent them from going after the prisoners or do you ignore them to get beyond this door into the throne room? What do we do? 
we have to give them a chance to escape. And Corin will use flow like water to put himself between, right at that entryway that they ran through. And then I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken, I gotta look up flow like water again real quick. Oh, it's a kid. Um, <laughs> um, I can shift it to frozen to like freeze people in place. Can I use that, the flow like water and the amount of water that I'll need to be riding to go over there from the pool to freeze that doorway so that the guards can't pursue after him? Go ahead and and flow. So flow like water is uh, an incidental. So suffer some strain. I assume you are running either adjacent to or across the pool. Across the pool because that looks way cooler than adjacent. Um, and yes. I mean, that just allows me to pick up more water as I'm going. He's literally grabbing every ounce of water he can at that moment to make sure that he freezes a giant wall of ice so the guards can't chase after them because he knows he can just fucking melt it later. All right, so as an incidental, you suffer three strain, Corin, and you enhance your movement and agility with your water bending as you skate or flow like water across this pool. A small miniature, you know, a miniature tidal wave picks you up as you step into the pool and you like slide all the way across the length of it, landing on the other side of the pool in front of the, you know, in front of the threshold that these guards could could chase down the prisoners. Mm-hmm. That's your. That's your incidental and your your maneuver to get over there. Mm-hmm. And then you have, let me, let me you have an action. Up, let me look it up real quick. Because flow like water, I have the ability to freeze people with it. And uh, I'm, I don't know if you'll allow me because I've done it before. Let me look it up real quick to be certain, so I know the wording of it exactly. Because I know I've done it before to like stop individuals. You yeah. When you move through a space um, with flow like water, any characters in the path are weighed down by their by the weight of their drenched gear. So conceivably, you could then freeze that that wet gear. You didn't necessarily. I mean, you could tell me. Yeah, I'm gonna run into those people. Like, are you just gonna dive right into the crowd? Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, if I could flow right over the crowd and then and then as since that's the incidental, and then I can phase shift to freeze them in place. All right. You will phase shift uh, the water around the guards and around you. So with uh, with that, suffer another, uh, we'll call it two points of strain since it's not a small volume of water at all. No, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's probably moving about as much as his body can tolerate him moving at once because the last thing he wants is all that effort he and Roshi just did to save Ben and his wife and all those other people to then have those guards run them down anyways. Like that, that would just defeat the entire purpose of everything. Okay, so Corin, you are over there actively engaged with these guards. Roshi, what do you do? So I get this straight. He is crowd controlling the guards? Yes, he is. And you've got a big-ass stone coin in front of you. It's about to be a big molten-ass stone coin. I'm going to turn it into lava. <laughs> okay. Um, this one being larger than any of the other ones uh, I just I just want a door shape. Oh, a small door shape? Okay, yeah. Then go ahead, through. go ahead. Just suffer three points of strain to to melt through a, a people size a Roshi sized hole. Done. Immediately on the other side um, are are several again several more beetle guards as well as the beetle king himself with some kind of uh, some kind of, of weapon and they are squaring off against Kara who looks haggard 
She's got a little bit of, of sand that you, you see the broken glass of the sand uh, of the wine bottle that you'd given her. Um, she has sand in her person. She is like skating around the room, actively avoiding earth blasts coming from the Beetle King, actively avoiding arrows coming from some of the errant guards. Um, and you can see that the Beetle King is also like shooting at her like small pellets of earth, like tiny, almost bullet-like pebbles uh, that, that Kara is, is on the defense here. Is she the only ally that I can see in the room? Yes. We'll say it's the you, her, the Beetle King, okay. and three, three goons. What's the positioning of the room? Like, where's everyone placed in relation to me and the big door I just cut? The big door you just cut. So there's a there's maybe there's actually we'll say there's a there's a goon to your left and right. They're they're like kind of huddled near the corners. Uh, immediately as you look to your left and right uh, after crossing the door, um, there's a goon sort of to the kind of by the side of the Beetle King, you know, giving him space, but like acting as a bodyguard, maybe. The Beetle King is near his throne, and then Kara is on the other side of the room, almost boxed in. I guess I'm going to fling lava at one of these goons. All right. Roll me a, what are you, uh, you just throwing a, just fling some lava. I'm going to earth blast with the lava attribute using the lava that's already activated in front of me. Hell yeah. That's going to be a, uh, the goons right next, well, nearby, we'll say it's it's two purple, which both get upgraded to a red when you, when you lava bend. So suffer two strain, because your earth blast is normally free, because you're so good with it. Okay. It's got pierce four. Uh, I can use two advantage to give it burn one. Um, okay, hang on. I haven't done this in a while. Uh, it's just for advantage. Okay, um, you you launch this this uh, molten earth blast, but maybe in the heat of the moment you you get tripped up a little bit, seeing your friend in distress. The blast misses wide, but I, with at least a little bit of that advantage, you are able to create like a a an impassable sort of barrier of lava. That, that that goon have, like can't maneuver around. Um, you have some other advantage that you can use to use. You can get a free maneuver. You can recover a couple points of strain. Uh, I'll recover strain. How much do I get back? Um, you you can get two back. We're gonna say t- two created the uh, difficult terrain. Kara, seeing you now, seeing seeing like the the warmth and the light coming from your lava, like it's very clearly like, oh shit, my friends are here. And is a little reinvigorated, uh, and and will launch an assault on on the the Beetle King himself. As she, she flies, skates almost uh, with the with the sand beneath her metaphorical wings. Beetle King will not sit. Uh, she got two failures and four advantage. So she launches, she she goes at the Beetle King using that dagger. Um, well, no, she probably doesn't have her dagger. Uh, she goes at the Beetle King launching like sand at him, like small blasts of sand that are like jettisoned from, from beneath her feet. But they fall short, almost like falling limp. 
before they can even reach the Beetle King. She just is distracted, doesn't have enough, you know, momentum or, or, or energy, perhaps. Um, but with the advantage, she is able to, she's going to, instead of fully engaging the Beetle King, she's going to sort of skate by, feeling a little bit emboldened, and, and will come with to you, Roshi, uh, come to a rest back to back with you, and she'll say, you took long enough. Come on, let's teach these guys a lesson. That, she's got she's got after school one-liners. That's her edition. <laughs> <laughs> it's the heat of the moment. I I can't come up with anything. One of the goons is is kind of trapped and distracted by the the lava that that they cannot get past. Uh, but using their their bow will will launch an arrow at you, Roshi. Uh, but the arrow flies wide and, and, and misses you completely. The Beetle King will stand up on his throne with the ability to kind of like project his voice from the from this this pedestal. I invited you to my home. This is how you treat me. I don't know if he's talking to you or Kata or both. I will bury you. I didn't get the right up. He grabs, like, he. you see that he, he, like, puts his weapon down and he, like, lifts his hands up, the right one, and it, like, locks into place above him. The left one locks into place above him and you see, like, his arms begin to tremble and his, like, like he's gripping something in the air as, as the, 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 the hallway, the room around you begins to, to sort of shake. Uh, with two success, he will bring that stone coin behind you, like crumbling down. You have nowhere to go. Melted it to get in here. I'm going to melt it to get out. <laughs> You've had a turn. They've had a turn. Corin, you are you are with a, guy, a bunch of guys, a bunch of goons who are sort of like frozen to the ground. Um, <laughs> a couple of them... We're gonna say that there's, uh, we'll say we'll say that there's five goons, and and two of them are kind of like chipping away at the ice, and and have managed to break free. Uh, maybe they were on the edges. Uh, they've managed to break free using their weapons to like mm-hmm. smash at the ice, and they come at you. Corin just kind of shifts his head left and right and cracks his neck. Oh, cool. <laughs> with two of them there, they're they're both just coming at you with weapons, uh, okay. ooh, weapons in hand. That have is two melee defense. Two. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, that is a lot. So they come at you, dealing, uh, or with two success, three threat, and a triumph. They are able oh. to hit you. They come running at you across the ice. Uh, one of them falls over and like smashes his face on the ground, like doesn't find his footing, and you can hear something crack. Uh, when he does so. The other one is able to just lunge at you with like a bronze-tipped spear uh, and, and jabs you real good in the side, doing a total of seven damage. Oh, nice. Oh my god. That's like, I actually take two to block it with the filter taking much less, thankfully. And with the triumph, you can see two more goons funneling in from where they came. Okay. Nowhere to go! Corrin, it's your turn. Corrin just kind of grins and starts drawing water around him as he begins to take his octopus form. 
with water tentacles sprouting off of him and around him and off of his arms, and he just grins and goes, yes, that's right, there's nowhere for you to run. <laughs> so for Octavus Swarm, uh, suffer three strain, Corrin, and make a hard bending arts chi check. You're using your action. Now I definitely need the, the third yellow. <laughs> Please sure. and thank you. Holy crap, that's your roll? Uh, that's my bending. Oh my chi. god. <laughs> <laughs> so you're using this heart, you're using your action to make this hard check to surround your whole body with a number of water tentacles. As long as there is sufficient water, there's absolutely sufficient water in this room. So if you are successful, you create a water tentacle and you can create additional tentacles for each net success. I love that sound. Oh, jeez, I dropped one. Cheese and crackers. Okay. Um, oh, oh my god. That's one failure, two threat, but my two advantages cancels out that. One of that. Four success. Four success. You create four water tentacles, each of which uh, basically act as can act as water whips while your mm-hmm. beast form's active. Uh, anybody who is engaged with you, which would include the, that basically those goons, uh, all mm-hmm. of those goons that you're in the middle of, um, the, di- the terrain around you is difficult to move into or out of. You have a defense rating of three now instead of two, but octopus form is going to take a toll. And so in order to sustain these tentacles into subsequent turns, you will have to um, impose two setback die on, on other checks. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I get four water tentacle attacks and, or water, yeah, water, yeah, water tentacle attacks. Uh, not water whip. Or is it water whip? Water whip attacks. Yeah, you get, you get the water whips. Um, and so you've used your action. We'll say like you can also spend a maneuver to trigger one of those whips now. Okay, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna trigger one of the whips. Uh, well, the person that uh, actually managed to draw a little blood from him, he's going to whip the ever-living shit out of him. Uh, okay. Um, make make a... Yeah, make an, a bending arts agility check against this guy. Two purple. So my water whip has the qualities of stun one and sunder? Yeah, sunder can destroy weapons or armor. Yeah, he's going to destroy that spear. That, it was a spear that he stabbed him with, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna destroy that while just staring at him, daggers, and it's how difficult of a check? It's two it, purple. Two purple, and then regular and, and regular and a regular bending arts agility, so it's agility based. Agility, so here's this back, and then I take the other green, so it's two and three and stuff and two. And then uh, all of my elemental strike means I do an extra damage. Yep, yep, yep. And the whip itself does plus an extra damage, so you're getting at least plus two. Mm-hmm. And your agility's two, I think I heard. Ha! Oh, yeah, my agility's two. Uh, so that's four. So minimum that, of four. No six. No 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 um, advantage. But uh, one, two, three, four, five successes, and one of those successes is a triumph. Woo! Okay, so you didn't get any oh. advantage. You're going to do so much damage to this man that he will not be a- alive uh, anymore. Um, well, with he doesn't the- want to kill him. Oh, you don't want to kill him? I mean, okay, Horn you can do not, what Horn we call not lethal. killing him. He wants to just crush this man. He's not dead, but he's definitely not standing back up anytime soon without healing. Um, yeah. And um, you crush him. Yeah, and I, ca- I know what I want to do with the triumph. Tell me. 
He's looking, the entire time he hit the guy, he's staring past him at all the guards that are trying to chip themselves out of this with all these whips flailing around him and flowing in this fluid, like, hypnotic motion. He's just staring at him. He goes, I would suggest that all of you turn and run now. And I want them to be scared to shitless of him. Yeah, the, the two guards who just showed up uh, from, the, from the goons' triumph drop their weapons and run. What about the guards that are frozen? The and guards that are, yeah, the guards that are frozen are still kind of like moaning and groaning, like trying to get out and like simultaneously, like, oh god, oh, you know, just just like totally, totally drop, freaked out. Drop your weapons. Some of their hands are frozen to their weapons. Yeah, um, the ones that can though, and the ones that were chipped themselves free, because I think you said three of them chipped themselves free and one slipped. Two of, two of them chipped themselves oh, free. One slipped, the other one you just knocked out. Yeah, yeah. Everyone drop your weapons and bow down and stay put. Basically, he wants them to surrender. Oh, yeah. Um, because these are goons, they, you know, they're almost nameless. Uh, the ones that can drop their weapons do. There's really only one that was up, and you you you, you took you took him out. Okay. You did not kill him, but you took and, him out. Yes, and then with that, then he'll use his movement, and he will head over towards the chamber, maintaining that octopus form. Okay. Towards where Roshi went to go help. Uh, yeah, suffer two strain, because you used a maneuver to create the octopus form this, this round. Or no, you used your action to create it, and then you used your maneuver to do the water whip, so suffer two strain to push yourself for that second maneuver. Got it. You guys are pushing your you guys are pushing yourselves to your limits. Hopefully you've got a little bit more resources to spend. I'm going to uh, hopefully you don't mind. I'm going to take a pause from from this uh, particular scene. I'm going to go back up to the surface level to Chet, Mariposa, and Hana. You guys have registered that it, it, the explosion has happened. There are beetles going crazy all along the marketplace on the first floor. The few bystanders that are still there have run and be, like run back to the like below to, to their quarters. They're screaming, but maybe they've seen like oh, you know it's a once in a lifetime event, but like they've seen a running of the beetles before. Like uh, yeah. the, the guards will take. <laughs> the guards will take care of it. And the guards around you are ignoring you completely as they are like trying to wrangle these beetles. Some of them are trying to corral them with earth bending, but you get the impression that not many of the people here are earth benders, let alone sand benders. Um, what do you guys do? Nice. Um. Hmm. I think we are. Keeping it, I mean, at least Mariposa, I think, uh, looks at everybody and we should keep an eye out for Kara and them. I gotta put BB down somewhere. She's <laughs> <laughs> just carrying this small man. Hey, I'm average height. Small next, <laughs> small next to, uh... We're just used to very tall people. <laughs> you are all very tall, except Mariposa. <laughs> it's true. Well, Chet, Chet is an average, uh, average height as well, I suppose. Yeah, I feel like BB is ganglier than Chet, though. <laughs> yeah, no, he absolutely is. <laughs> so, so, Hana, you put this gangly man down, um, and he like is still a little like he's trembling a little bit. Like, oh, this is a lot. 
Maybe stay away from the stables for a little bit until the guards get it calmed down. What did you do? I didn't do anything. Oh, right, right. He nods his head. Yeah, I was talking to you. That's right. Yeah. So there's this crazy commotion. Do you guys, where, where, where do you go next? Do you, do you stay here, keep a lookout, or do you go, do you go to above the surface? Uh, you know that ne the next step of your master plan is to rendezvous with your allies. Right. We said at the, like, near the stables, though, so, like, within the vicinity of the stables, but out of the way of the guards, I guess. Yeah, I think that sounds good. I think that's what we said, yeah. Okay, you guys, um, you guys will, will find a place, I don't, just off to the side, like, somewhere out of the, the chaos and, and commotion, but also somewhere that you are able to readily see when people are like coming up and down this level, like you're in a, a, a major or main sort of trafficking pathway. Um, and you also maybe have your eyes on the, like the main entrance to the surface. And the guards that you see running by, um, again, as I mentioned earlier, they're like trying to corral it and, and, and get these beetles. They are having a hell of a time. The beetles are going, like they are rampaging. Two of the beetles actually start to like, square up with one another in the in the heat of all of this and start like ex like like two of them they start like ramming their horns against one another um they are they are that ornery and and they start clashing and like it's it is like two boulders smashing against one another in terms of like the the immensity of, of like power and sound behind it it's all it would be a scary sight if you weren't expecting it yeah, I think it'd be a scary sight even though we were expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, perhaps so. Well, I just wanted to give you guys an opportunity if you wanted to to actively, I don't know, like make it easier to escape if you wanted to to find another resource to use. You do have like book one back in in you know in tow, so to speak, uh, in your custody. Um, and, and he, he looks to you guys and, and he will acknowledge, you have managed to pull this off. I'm, I'm a little impressed. Mariposa just like smiles at him like, I'm just flattered at your validation, the Quan. Uh, well, uh, with the Beatles, distracted uh, what is the next step of your master plan how are we going to traverse the desert well Kara's sand sailor yes and you know where that is well it's on the surface which is hmm. where we will be going Far be it from me to, um, and something like breaks and shatter, like another, there's like another jostle of the level and, and more dust and stone settles from the ceiling onto the floor. And, and, and BB like hunches over, like protects his head a little bit. Oh gosh, um, this level looks like it's getting, it, it, uh, hopefully it doesn't come down. And Baquan says, well, far be it from me to speak out of turn uh, with you lot, but maybe, we should get there to the sailor and have it ready to go. 
think that's a good idea. What do you guys think? And she looks at uh, Hana and Chet. Do you think they'll know to meet us there? The others? We're we supposed to send the signal. <laughs> I think the Beatles were the signal. <laughs> you know what? I think this is a good opportunity to use my extreme loudness. And, ah. <laughs> and she is going to try to amplify her um, holler. She's going to holler at the rest of them and uh, yell to the sailor. Okay. You yell. Uh, give me a bending arts intelligence. And can I say, like, because we talked earlier about, like, our code... Is there a code that we might have for this? The you can sailor, say that there was. The sailor <laughs> leaves at dawn. No, not the code. Sailor not leaves at dawn. <laughs> yes, I like it. Whatever code we have. Yes. To performance uh, intelligence? Um, this, yeah, this is going to be bending arts intelligence. Oh, bending arts intelligence. Okay. Bending arts intelligence. Because you're using your smarts to know about bending, and that you're using, you're applying your smarts to your bending, knowing about like airwaves and stuff. My big two smarts. Um. All right. So. Let us. And of course, suffer a point of strain. How hard is it? Did you say? Uh, this will be. Ooh, it's going to be average. But you're going to have two setback die because of all the chaos and commotion. Okay. Two setback die and it's average, you said? Two purple, yep. Two setback die. Alright, let me... I don't think I have anything that helps me with this. No, I don't think it helps me with this kind of bending. I have stuff that helps with my regular bending, but... Ooh! 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 Um, ooh! Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Many of wow. them. Like, I rolled a lot of failure, but I also rolled a lot of success. Um, three failure, one, two, three, four success. So one success, and then my advantage and my threat cancel each other out. So one success. Ooh. Okay. So you yell, you yell your code for to the sailor, and you like. Ha, I, you're using your air bending. Do you just like cup your hands to your mouth and like yell at the top of your lungs? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. All right. Those around you, Hana and, and Chet, probably like cover their ears because they know this is gonna be real fucking loud. BB doesn't oh, know. Oh, Hana like... tells, tells BB too. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. She's not so... gonna just leave him to suffer. <laughs> um, Baquan can't cover his his ears but he does like try to 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 like get he tries to like duck out of the way of you know get below you or something um and this is a great way for the scene i think to sort of converge back down below as as mariposa yells this and you know we we see like the the airwaves shake as they rumble throughout the entire first level and they they bounce and and go down not just the second level but also to the third level and corin you're the first to hear this like, like echo of Mariposa's voice, tr like tremble over you and these these guys uh, that are frozen to the ground because I know you said you you sort of flowed like water skated back across the pool. So you hear that while you are are you have just approached the doorway. 
Mm -hmm. And I don't think Roshi can hear it because he's on the other side of like a thick wall in the throne. Like the throne room is its own sort of space. And that is so far as you know, that the only way to get into that room and thus the only way sound could travel through that room is that massive stone coin door. So you are at the door, Corin, and Roshi's on the other side. Corin, you will you have a turn. What are you doing? And then I'm gonna get to Roshi. Okay. Um, so if I remember correctly from Roshi's turn, because his was right before my last one, he is engaged in combat with with helping Kara, not with Kara, but helping Kara via the the Beetle King and all that other shit, right? Yes. And you, you watched, probably as you were skating across the pool, you watched the 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 hole that Moshi had melted through to get to the other side of this door. You watch as that stone, like the door itself, the earth comes crumbling down sometime soon thereafter. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're on, the, they're on the opposite side of the room, and there's how many guards in here? You I don't know, but there, the, you know that the, there are, you know there's several. Roshi probably communicated to you, hey, there's like three or four dudes on the other side of there. Okay. Um, and he's engaged with them, and I have four water tentacles right now. So I will... I'll use those water tentacles to whip all four of those cards and then cry out, it's time to go, Roshi and Kara. They're ready. Let me let me clarify that you are on the other side of this collapsed door. Oh, I'm, oh, it you, collapsed completely. Yeah, yeah. The Beetle King Ooh. collapsed it with his with with Earthbending. Oh, Roshi and Kata are are in the throne room with him and the guards. You ha- are not locked out, but you are on the other side of the door. Okay, um, I'm gonna use my four uh, octopi whips to uh, start uh, yanking Debris out of the doorway to start clearing it. Okay, make me a bending arts body check. Uh oh. And- uh, hope I need um, both of your yellows. This is the most yellows what? I've ever rolled. What? This is four yellows and a green. What? That's me every time. My I've body is four. <laughs> four and might not be the biggest, but he is the strongest. <laughs> Roshi, I know you've. I know Roshi's been rolling a lot of yellows lately. That's me anytime I earth bend is four yellows and a green. Oh, so your your cheese four. My cheese three, but because of the earth. Spirit. Oh, right. I upgrade a green to a yellow every time I bend. Oh, that's right. Oh, that, I forgot about that. Oh, All right, and then how difficult is this check? It's hard. Okay. It's hard. It's hard to do because it's all you know. It's in the heat of the moment. You're you're applying your bending. You're you're using your tentacle tentacles. I assume to physically pick up and move boulders. Yeah, he's just yanking rocks and debris. Yeah, yanking and throwing. Uh, throw two boost die on there for the amount of extra tentacles you have helping. Oh, look. Holy fuck. <laughs> Holy Two fuck. Two blue, four yellow, a green, and three purple. Did you fail this? Uh, watch me. If, if, if anybody can fail a roll like this, it's definitely me. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 wow. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Um, so these five, um, 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 not failure, not a disadvantage. Why am I blanking on the term for it? Threat. Threat, thank you. Those five threat are canceled by these five advantage. So I still have one advantage. One, two, three, four, five, six. Success, one advantage, and a triumph. Holy shit. Well, look. <laughs> oh my god. You rolled so many. Oh my god. 
Yeah, yeah, that's six success and a triumph. And and an advantage. So I get I get a strain back. Yeah, I needed that. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so yeah, you can you can absolutely spend your advantage to gain back that point of strain. Totally. Um, did I make you suffer strain already to to use your water whips in this way to get these doors clear? Not yet. So, all right, just suffer. You, you gained one, but suffer two. Okay. Um, with six success, you above and beyond, you are able to clear out a pathway. The triumph lets you do something else. I, I, I would say like you could use the triumph to say that like you were able to get into the room and and like your friends Kata and and Roshi are right there. You've you've given them like. A, a full passageway to like just run through to escape through, um, so, or you could go in there and start. start I had, I had an idea. I had an idea. Yeah, tell me, please. So I'm assuming at least two of the guards are minding the door, and probably the other two are near the Beetle King in case shit goes bad. So can he blast through the Debris so forcefully it knocks out the two guards by the door, thus giving them that free pathway, you know, because then there's not anybody between them and an escape if they wanted to, you know, flee or if they decided to fight, that's up to them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, we'll say, so one of the guards gets blasted just like, as, you, as you're like breaking through, you make sure that one of your water tentacles grabs the rock uh, that you have been using like to clear some of this Debris. Uh, but instead, this tentacle hook hangs onto that rock, and the moment you break through that threshold, you launch it at the first goon you see. And that yeah. goon, boom, they just go down. The other one is already distracted and sort of like cordoned off by a like a, a line of lava on the floor. Okay. Yeah, he'll he'll blast through that door, take out the one guard, and Roshi Kara, they're ready for us. And he'll just kind of step aside, giving them path to move past him as he's just eyeing everybody else in the room. And just kind of like nodding with all the fucking lava because Roshi's going ham on him. <laughs> what do you what do you do, Roshi? Uh as we pass through that threshold, I'd like to excite the earth above that door frame and let that come down like a molten curtain. Ooh. Yes. All right. Um, suffer three strain as you guys caught a uh, wastes no time fault, like running through. She might even be the first through like, I'm, fuck it. I'm out of here. I don't have enough sand for this. <laughs> and you, 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 you excite that earth above and it keeps, there's, there's like a drip of, of like magma coming down, blocking the threshold. I blocked you in now. It's all part of my plan. <laughs> That's when he gets ran smug. <laughs> ah, how the tables have turned. <laughs> how the turntables have turned. This is a, this is a door, not tables. a table. You seem to be <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys disengage from that sort of that combat encounter, and the three of you will just run through this, this pool chamber. You will see the guards uh, at the other end of the chamber are still struggling to, like, free themselves from the, from the block of ice uh, that have has trapped them. One of them's free and he's like chipping away his friends. Um, the one that has like a, he, the one that was already escaped, Corin, the one that he had smashed his nose or broken his nose um, and he's like up um, terrified of you. Like as you guys run by, like he, he just like head down and you, you, you know, maybe you stop for a second and like may I, make eye contact with him, but like he's just, turns his head and starts chipping away at his buddies. Mm -hmm. 
And like, the, is the whole place coming down from the rumbles or no? You, you don't know necessarily, but like periodically, you you, you like do it? you. It feels like there's a rumble throughout the whole chamber. You see dust and and rocks mm-hmm. begin to fall from the ceiling, and they, they'll settle from from these rumbles. And every so often, you you feel like another sort of pop or vibration or basically another explosion, lesser, okay. like smaller than the one yeah. than the, the first bigger one. So, and I, I like that when he when he pauses and stops and sees him chip, chipping his friends out, he looks around. He'll phase shift the water, the ice back to water, and goes, "Don't forget this mercy. Flee with your lives while you have the chance." And then he'll continue. Yeah, he he like looks at you and just kind of nervously shakes his head, and begins helping up one of his allies as you turn your back and you guys all run up the run down the passageway up to the uh, the second level. Mm-hmm. Um, as you guys make your way through the second level, you see men, women, and children in like storming and uh, like f- piling into the hallways, the corridors. As periodically, again, there's these rumbles. There's this like shake throughout the entire city. There's there's like dust falling from the ceiling, as I've described. It's the same sort of scene, and it keeps happening like on a cadence, right? Almost as if there's been like some sort of chain reaction with with some kind of per- burst pipe or something. In fact, at some point, a pipe near you does burst, um, and and steam begins to like flow out of it. And Corin, it you see that as this pipe bursts, it's about to like it, it starts jettisoning hot steam toward like a mother and who who like quickly reacts to shield her her, her, her young child from uh, from the harsh waters. Oh, um, uh, he will, sh- shit, yeah, he'll, he'll, you, he'll use his uh, reaction to, or his incidental, I guess, to, in a burnished train to face ship that steam into cool water to give them a chance to get away from it so that she doesn't get scorched. Yeah, um, the mother, like right, it all happens sort of like instantaneously. She she's shielding, like putting her back towards this hot steam, and then the steam instantly transforms into like a fast spurt of cool water, and she like flinches as the water hits her shoulders, um, and then turns and looks to see you uh, as as you continue running past her. Mm-hmm. He'll call back, run. <laughs> Yeah, everybody around you guys, you see them filing out of, again, you're on the second floor, so this is like social services, this is where the medical people are, this is this is where uh, people live, and, and you're, you're making your way through like hallways. Um, nobody around you seems to be putzing about anymore. People are trying to evacuate. People are trying to get to the first level, um, and you guys presumably are doing the same. You know exactly where to go, Everything is in such chaos that like none of the guards are really like paying attention to you because as far as they know You are just trying to get the hell out of here just like anybody else And so that is going to sort of converge us back to the first level with Mariposa and Chet and Hana you guys after um, Mariposa has yelled like to the sailor or whatever Maybe a minute or two after that you start to see this trickle of people coming up from the lower levels and guys they are piling in to this like open marketplace area and simultaneously like trying to like you see people holding their babies you see people like holding some holding things they are 
terrified and people are trying now to to get past and through as they file up through the various entranceways from down below and everybody's trying to go towards one of those one of those entrances this doesn't look like everybody in the city so to speak not that you know exactly how many people live here but you get the impression that they are there are probably other entranceways or or pathways leading to the surface that other people are aware of you know people who live here but this is a main thoroughfare and so this is where a lot of people this is the most convenient fire escape so to speak so like you are now seeing huge throngs of people coming up through and simultaneously running for the exit, but also trying to avoid the chaos of the Beatles. No, oh, I think the plan worked a little too well. That was a thing. It'll be fine. They've obviously prepared for this, I think. Oh. Okay, well, we, oh. we better... I was gonna tell you to stay here, maybe, but maybe you should come with us for now. I, I wasn't... <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Why... <laughs> What's happening to my home? Oh, it'll be fine. Um, Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> She's just trying to be like as positive as possible right now. Everything will be fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I trust yeah, you, Holly. If only the Beetle oh. King had built better walls. What? Okay, let's go. Let's, let's just go. Let's go. Come on. Um, you will. Uh, are you heading towards the main entrance? The main surface entrance, I should say. I guess um, so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And so, not only seeing like, not only like driven and motivated by the chaos around you, and now the crowd of people, you you probably are like, oh, we should probably get ahead of that. And Baquan also having made a good point about maybe priming and getting prepped on the sailor so that you can go. Um, you guys make your way towards uh, Donnie and the other uh, the other guard who are standing at the um, who are still like standing post at the at the entrance to the surface. Um, uh, Hey, it's you folk. Uh, look, look, I, I, a lot, I don't know what's happening right now, but, uh, you might want to get, you might want to get out of here. Yes, that is the plan, uh, yes. It would seem, yeah, it would seem like that would be a good idea. He smacks his forehead. Uh, oh, maybe I should open the, the door. And he looks to his yes. guard buddy, nods at him, and they just kind of like, in, without, without exchange, they, they begin to earthbend and lift uh, above them as the, the staircase sort of forms and the 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 earth opens up a, a passageway to the surface. Thank you. Thank you. you stay might want to safe out time. there. You stay safe he, in here. He, uh, he like grabs his spear uh, and, and like, you know, positions it gets ready to like go like he's on guard and he's like, We've got our duty here, gotta make sure people get out. Good. Very good. Yes, good job. Good, good luck. <laughs> I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> totally loses composure and he like st stands like real lit not at attention anymore and he like waves to you oh yeah see ya <laughs> um okay, as you run, guys run, are run. yeah as you guys are like run run running you turn around and you see like uh, on the other end 
the camera like swoops over your shoulders and like zooms into your friends um, who are coming up the stairs. And mixed into the crowd, you can also see uh, Ben and his wife, Hiba. Roshi and Corin, and you, you guys have Kara uh, with you, and, and you guys are now like trying to push your way through this throng of people. Um, it, it's gone from just a few people to to a, like a dozen to several dozen. You are now in like almost packed shoulder to shoulder uh, with people cr trying to cram their way through and avoid like stampeding beetles. You can see up ahead uh, your friends sort of leaving toward the surface, and you can see in the in the heads of the crowd, you can still see uh, that Hema and Ben are kind of getting like jostled by the throng and and thrown about, and like they're having a tough time breaking through. Kara yells, "Mom, Dad, we have to get them. We have to get to them." Um. Are we all together now, or is Kara still just with uh, y'all? You, you guys are you guys are kind of like still separated from from your party as they're struggling okay. to like push push the push everybody else aside and like make their way through. Do you guys do anything special, or are you just brute forcing your way through this crowd? That's all I need to know. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean. Corn would really feel bad brute forcing people trying to escape a disaster that are innocent. Um, he's, oh, can he use his Tai Chi to kind of just like move through the crowd a little more easier? Just kind of like wiggle his way through the crowd, flow through yeah. as you would. <laughs> yeah, okay, I like that. That's a neat and idea. And maybe, maybe like bump people here and there to kind of make little gaps for uh, them to kind of follow him through without not knocking him over or anything, but just kind of like spreading them apart, like polite, getting between polite Black, polite Friday, nudges. Black Friday maneuver. Yeah, polite Black Friday, <laughs> exactly. You know, like I'm still getting that TV, I'm just not socking someone's grandma to do it. Uh -huh. I really like that idea. I like the idea, Corn. Suffer if you suffer a point of strain. I like the idea that you were using water bending maneuvers without actually bending water, and you're you are effectively flowing like water, finding the path of least resistance through through a crowded uh, throng of, of people. I love that. I love that. <laughs> it's like water. That puts me at a, my max strength. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. <laughs> Wow, nice. Um, and Roshi, I would have been over if I hadn't had that one advantage earlier. Roshi, I think some people uh, just kind of give you a, almost like a natural birth as you are just shrugging off like a perpetual coat of, of dust and, and sand and still emanating a little bit of warmth from, from the high expenditure of, of, of chi and, and lava. Uh, you guys are able to sort of reconvene and grab uh, uh, Ben and Hema while in the crowd and like nudge them like, hey, this way, let's go. And you get up to and out of the surface. And I think in the in the confusion of it all, nobody's gonna recognize Ben as, as like a, a high value prisoner. Mariposa and Chet and Hana, you guys keeping your eyes peeled on the, like on the entrance, you see your friends coming up and out. You see there with Kara, you see Ben, you see his wife Hima, who you guys didn't know was here. How do, do um, are, are they within like, like if I wave at them, do I feel like they can see me? Yes, I think so. I mean, um, we're out of the crowd because we were in front, so. 
Right. I didn't know how, how like, far they were, like, distance-wise, you know? Um, so she just, Mariposa's just gonna jump up and down and wave. You guys, over here! And Corin and Roshi, you guys see her and mm-hmm. probably hear her. Mm-hmm. All the hair, all the noise. Makes sense. <laughs> I mean, yeah. fair. He will flow his way that way. Okay. You guys are, boom. Everybody's together. Kara's with you. She is sort of tending to her very haggard-looking father, her weary-looking mother, and Kara herself is not looking too good either. Um, you you will probably surmise that she uh, really pushed herself in that, in that struggle against the Beetle King and several of his guardsmen. And uh, she's like huffing and puffing. Where's my sailor? We've got to go. Uh, right here, we got it ready to go. Is there going to be enough room for all of us? Uh, there will be just enough room for you guys. Uh, the, the mom and dad can be put inside the cabin. Um, uh, a couple of you can stand on the, like, the, the surface. And then uh, two of you, um, as before, Chet and Mariposa, you guys could probably stand on, like, the the side um, canoes or whatever they are, you know, mm-hmm. as you did in the past when you were using the Sand Sailor. Uh, there, it is a tight ride, tight space. Um, as Hana jumps on to the sailor, she's going to uh, look at Bibi and, it was really nice to meet you, Bibi. I hope everything is okay and, and that you, that it's all okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. His hands, he just, like, brings them to his head and, like, shakes. He's just, like, he is distraught and probably traumatized by the whole experience. Oh. Um. Hana, As you guys. Hana, Hana oh, go on, Hana. I'm going to leave the nut. <laughs> <laughs> this will make you feel better. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you hungry? Here you go. You hungry? <laughs> he, 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 he catches it and like I'm gonna like the sailors just beginning to like budge and move away and he's like a nut what do I do with this eat it it's good I promise I hope I see you again and she's just furiously waving I will say uh, the airbenders uh, Kara's like can you help me get us going uh, of course uh, that's what we're here for and she just starts bending like she's never bended it before Bending like she's never bended in her life. All right, uh, Roshi, or not Roshi, uh, Mariposa and Chet, each of you just suffer two points of strain as you do some basic air jet or, or air sort of like current or something as you as you like begin to get this sail like up and running. You guys found the sailor um, sort of like under a, a like a tarp with a couple of other uh, like outdoor vehicles. You know, there's a wagon there. There's where like the, there there's a couple of like... Uh, hitches that people would put maybe on the beetles uh, and other things this sailor almost looks like it was um impounded uh but you were able to quickly gain access to it in the in the commotion and chaos of it all is there a boot on it (laughs) (laughs) half a joke half a serious question have they debilitated it at all no, it wasn't debilitated. Um, that that is a good question, but the the sailor itself wasn't debilitated. But it is like it, this is her ramshackle sailor. That was great phrasing for that, though. 
food on it. You guys begin to you guys begin to inch away and then feet away and then yards away. You know, you're moving, you're picking up speed, and as you start to put a little bit of distance behind you, do you avoid the delegation? Or do you go past it? Um my vote is that it's a good idea to avoid it. I'm in on that. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, staying under the radar at the moment might be nice, even though it would be slightly satisfying to smugly look at them as we go by, but probably better to stay under the radar. You don't want Bacon seeing them. Actually, yeah, we have Bacon with us, so we probably don't want them seeing them. You, I, would, I would guess that you threw Bacon into the, the tiny cabin with, with mom and dad. Um, mm-hmm. Mariposa wouldn't have been like throwing him in there, but she's like, uh, I think you'd be safest in here. I don't think I'm safe with you lot at all. You are very safe with me, I promise. Uh, I will go in here anyway. I don't really... He hasn't died yet. You look fabulous! (laughs) 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 And you put... You're put... As as you gain distance and you start getting that momentum, uh, you've got your bearings set. um, Presumably going to Kara's villa? Yeah. Yep, I think that's... I mean, we're... Kara would probably, since we've been kind of off the scene for the last 10 days, she'd probably have a better idea where we should go than we would. So I'd, I'd probably go off of where she would advise to go personally myself. Yeah, I would say we would defer to Kara. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we don't know what the hell's happened in the last 10 days. You know, everything went upside down by between last time we were here and now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, okay. Um, and as as she sort of like putters along with her her, her like smaller than usual sand spout relying on the 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 oomph from the airbenders um she's just giving you general ideas like we should go to misty palms my villa is still overrun by by uh, by the guards that would be posted there by the beetle king it's not safe for us hopefully our allies are still at misty palms (laughs) only one way to find out and the sand sailor sort of goes off into the, the desert night, and behind you, you see the city of mounds. Once uh, with, you know, these, these massive termite mound-looking uh, structures, you can see from one of them is a huge pillar of, like, dark, sooty black smoke rising into the sky as other smaller tufts of smoke trail from the other pillars. These must be the like like mounds that that draw in and uh, like desert air and, and sort of like circulate throughout the entire city of of Terakuyu. Um, and behind you, you can see like the throng of people pouring out of various different entryways, beginning to to build into small crowds. Uh, again, as as you catch your breath, trailing into the the desert night. 